The Father's Business was founded by Sylvia Gunter to encourage people to a deeper relationship with God. I'm Elizabeth Gunter Powell. And I am Kimberly Roddy. Welcome to the Father's Business Podcast. We are so glad that you've joined us. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. For many of you, you probably subscribe to the Father's Business emails and receive those. And if you do that, then you recently saw that Elizabeth sent out an email with an update on some things that are going on in the Gunter family. And so, um, Elizabeth, we know it's been a a season of of lots of things going on. So we'd love for you to take a minute and update us on um, how things are going for your family. Yeah, absolutely. And for those that got the email and have emailed us back that you're praying for us, we really do appreciate it. You've heard in previous podcasts, uh, even my mom talk about um, the fact that my dad has been uh, suffering from Alzheimer's for, for quite some time. Um, and it is getting down to the end stages of that. And so we have been able to um, bring hospice care into their home and he is under hospice care. And it is just very much in that state of um, being here, but also looking towards heaven. Um, and so it has been a sweet time to have him know that he's well taken care of. And at the same time, uh, been able to tell him that we are thankful for all that he has done for us, that he has been a good dad. He's been a good husband. He was always carried the burden that he needed to be our provider. Um, and that really weighed on him through uh, his life. And I appreciate that uh, duty and sense of duty that he had. And so it's been a, it's been a, a week or two of being able to tell him that it's okay. Um, that we've got mom, that we're all okay. And your time of feeling like you have to be our provider is coming to an end. And, and, and really we are taking on all the responsibility and allowing him to be free. And there's not a lot of communication that's going on. Um, We know he can hear us because what we have always taught through rock journey and other things is that we are spirit, soul, and body. And while his body uh, may be um, declining and, and losing the ability to speak and other, and other things, his spirit doesn't have Alzheimer's. And so we're able to speak to his spirit, to bless his spirit with God's peace and to be able to say to him that, you know, we keep going to that verse in Timothy that talks about you have run your race and what's waiting for you is a crown of righteousness. And so it's, it is a, a hard time, but a sweet time as we are able to give him the best care we can possibly give him in, in his home. And, and where we have his hospice set up is actually where our father's business office has been for many, many years. And there's a lot of people who have prayed in that space, who have worshiped God in that space. A lot of God things have happened in that space. And so for me, it's just a suite of all the places in the house where we could set up his hospice area. It's really sweet that that's where he is. I mean, mom has been praying over our family and our house and all those things for all these years. And it it just seems like a very sweet and comforting place where I know God's presence is. And so we as a family are really at a point where we're just crying out for mercy. We know where dad's going. He loves Jesus. He was a faithful uh, Sunday school teacher and um, follower of Christ. And so we know where he's going. He'll be whole. He won't be confused. He'll see Jesus face to face. And so we are in a stage where we are, we're ready. It's been a long journey and we are just crying out to him. But a lot of times you don't know what to pray because you're like, God, we don't know what you're up to. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, and I, I can only um, believe that there are conversations going on between God's spirit and my dad's spirit 
that we will never know about during this phase. Um, and so I just continue to pray to ask for my dad's spirit to be open to hear everything that God wants to say to him. And, and I just, I find comfort in the fact that they're having those conversations. Um, but I also find myself in some ways not knowing what to pray. And so um, we actually released uh, just this week and our devotional, our audio devotionals um, from For the Family, which is a series we're in, the prayer, uh, what to pray when you don't know what to pray. And it's really just about proclaiming that God is sovereign and he is in control and he's got all the details of this figured out. And I truly believe he knows everything about the time, timing and seasons of my dad's life and our family's life. And so we're just, we're really clinging to those prayers. So uh, if you want to join us, uh, go listen to the devotional or find it in your For the Family, um, where it says what to pray when you don't know what to pray. And we just know that God's got this. Um, my mom is doing really well. I'm quite proud of the way that she is handling this. Um, obviously, there's the grief of losing her husband. Their 60th anniversary is this year. So plus time dating through college, they've known each other for almost 65 years. Um, and it's been a long goodbye. And it's been a grieving process for her as the her person, her person who has all the shared memories, who has all the same experiences, is no longer able to share those memories with her. And so uh, as she shared on our podcast back in the in the fall, when one of our first episodes, she said, as long as she can keep her eyes on Jesus, she's okay. And, and really where she just sits is in God's got us. And he does. And he has me and my brothers and our whole family. Um, and so we're just kind of trusting and waiting and at the same time praying the desire of our heart, which is um, that God would just take that home and allow him to be whole again. So, but a lot of prayers and for the family have become very precious to us in the last couple of weeks as we've prayed for him and we have prayed for um, just God to be sovereign over all things. Yeah, we appreciate you sharing that update, Elizabeth and knowing I think it's powerful to think about how many prayers have been prayed in that space that your mm -hmm. dad is in right now and that the caregivers are in um, yeah. on a regular basis. And so it's good to hear that you have peace and that your mom is doing well in the midst of that. Um, it's also grief and it's layers yeah. of stuff underneath. And uh, we always remind ourselves that the moon is round. <laughs> it is. Um, which is a reminder that that God is always there, even when you can't see the whole moon. Um, yeah even when you can't see all of God and you wonder, and like you said, you don't always know what to pray. Um, we can pray his sovereignty and we can um, let the groans of our heart be known to the Holy spirit um, and through Absolutely. the Holy spirit. So um, thank you for the the listeners out there. Thank you uh, for praying yeah. for Elizabeth and for Sylvia um, through the years and, and through this season again. And so we will continue to pray for you. And just even as you were sharing and we were talking, I was thinking about how the season of Lent started on February 22nd this year. And I think of Lent as a time that's about to usher in Easter, which is a time mm. of hope. Yeah. <laughs> and the daffodils are blooming. Um, mm. We were I was sharing with Elizabeth that we planted some tulips that we got at a tulip farm last year, and they are starting to grow and show their, their green coming up out of the ground. And it mm. is a promise of something to come. Um, yeah. And there is hope in that as believers, um, for sure. And so... We are living in the not yet. We are living mm -hmm. in the in-between. And yet, so we we grieve, but we do not grieve without hope. And um, mm -hmm. so I, I hope and pray that um, during this season and the day in and day out for you, Elizabeth, and for your family, that, that you can also 
you can wrestle with the grief and you can yeah. ask the questions and you can trust that God loves you and is there in the midst of all the emotions that you or your mom or your family may feel yeah. um, and that he will be there and he will show up in those moments. He is there. And I also pray that you can continue to cling to that hope that your dad knows Jesus and you know Jesus, your mom knows Jesus, and and there is a hope beyond this life. When we think about the series that we've been in as well for the family, I don't know if there's, there, maybe there's an encouragement that we could offer our listeners as, as we enter into this Lenten season. People experience Lent differently, and so I don't know that there's a right or wrong way to do that, but it's definitely a season that the church sets aside um, in the, the church history calendar for for prayer and fasting. And um, as Elizabeth, as you and I have been talking and we've been thinking through this For the Family series, God's been doing a lot in our lives. Um, you just shared an update, and you're in the midst of some stuff, and um, in our families. That's the place often where where we have to we 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 do a lot of wrestling and we do a lot yeah. of praying and yeah. um, um, I'd love to, I'd love to just offer um, some thoughts or ideas maybe to our listeners to encourage them. Um, I'm I'm just thinking about maybe you take um, some of these prayers and you intentionally pray them through the Lenten season. Maybe mm-hmm. you ask the Lord um, specifically how He wants you to be praying for mm-hmm. your family, whether that be your children or your spouse or your um, extended family, whatever that looks like, your parents um, in your particular situations. Maybe you just take a moment and just say, God, how can I be intentional uh, for the next 40 days through April 6th? How can you be intentional to have a season of prayer and fasting for your family? Mm-hmm. So Elizabeth, do you have any thoughts on that you'd like to add? Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking for some of us as we've been going through this series, it feels a little overwhelming to hear, mm-hmm. you know, I need to be praying for my husband, I need to be praying for my children, I need to be praying this and spiritual warfare and all of that. And so um, for a lot of us, maybe there's a new practice that you just don't need to say, I'm going to do this forever. <laughs> but for the next 40 days, I'm going to commit to pray for my husband, or I'm going to commit to pray for my kids, or I'm going to put the spiritual armor on every morning just for 40 days. And that makes it a little more approachable to me to know that there's a beginning and an end to this, because I can, as I start to be challenged to pray in different ways, sometimes I get defeated because I'm like, I know I'm not going to do this well all the time. And so um, even, you know, for the in the, if you want to pray for your husband or your, or your wife, um, those are broken down by different parts that kind of starts from the head and goes all the feet. So maybe you just pray for, you know, the first day you pray for his mind and the next day you pray for his eyes. And so you're not trying to pray the entire prayer for your husband or wife in one sitting, but you're just focusing on one little part of the prayer each day or, um, even with the praying for your children, which we haven't gotten to yet, there are 20 different things to pray for your children. Mm-hmm. And that could be like, I don't have time to pray 20 things for my children. I barely have time to get the laundry done, but maybe you just choose an aspect. And even if you don't have kids, the things that are in praying for your children are great to pray for anyone. So um, what if over 40 days you made your, your way through that list twice? Mm-hmm. praying for someone or even praying for yourself, those things would be found in you. So I think there's ways that you can take a monumental task and break it down into bite-sized pieces. Um, and, you know, in my life, when it, whether it's praying for my husband or praying for kids or friends or whatever, um, 
I don't typically sit down and have a prayer time. It's while I'm folding the laundry, that's I'm doing something in the physical that doesn't take a lot of mental, mental energy. Well, I'm folding my husband's clothes. So let me pray for him while I, while I fold his clothes or even at the father's business. When we have a mail out to do with every label you put on the envelope, pray for the person's name as you're sticking the, the name on the envelope. So there's ways to, to make, prayer a part of your life for the next 40 days without having an official prayer time. Yeah, that's just as you were saying that too, I was thinking through the the praying for your children has the the 20 things. And so I was, you know, for me, I can pray those things for my nephews. I can pray those things yeah. for, um, for whoever the Lord lays on your heart. Um, doesn't have to be, like you said, I don't, I don't have my own children, so I can pray for my nephews in that way or bless other children in that way or other people in that way. So you could take those 20 and turn them into 40. Um, there's also the seven blessings for family, which has been a tool that, yeah. that I've referenced. I, I, I love that one a lot. Use that. And um, you could take one a day. And while initially you may have to read the seven blessings to remember, you know, day one, spiritual blessing, day two, emotional, if you want to take it that way, I think as you pray them by the end, you'll, you'll know those blessings. And that's one of the things yeah. that I think the repetition does for us is it, yes. like you said, it, it puts those things deep in our spirit and it allows us to, to be able to, to pray those things regularly while we are folding the laundry or driving to and fro um, wherever. I also think about um, the spirit of separation that we talked about mm. in the resource for the family um, mm-hmm. for that, section on the spirit of separation, there is a box in there that has the spirit of separation versus God's spirit. And there are 20 things there also. So Mm -hmm. just again, an idea, maybe we pray against something, maybe we Mm -hmm. work on something in our lives. And by work, I don't mean strive in the flesh in the right. I mean, truly wrestle with and seek the Lord and have a season of prayer and fasting, looking at our own hearts and where our relationships are being devoured by the spirit of separation and how that looks and what that looks like. And so maybe we spend some time praying away that death or seeking to restore life where it has been stolen. And I think that also directly correlates to the hope of Easter. Elizabeth, speak to that for a minute, because you have some good thoughts on that. Yeah, I just, I was thinking about, you know, this time of Lent, Oftentimes we're invited to enter into the suffering of Jesus as we get closer to the week before Easter. And um, just thinking throughout the Bible, they've been longing for something that they haven't received. Right. And then Jesus Mm -hmm. appears on the scene and they don't fully understand that he's the answer. And even as Jesus goes to the cross on Friday, they don't know that he's going to be resurrected on Sunday. Like Mm -hmm. it was deep loss. And it mm-hmm. felt like we've been praying and worshiping and following, and we thought this is the answer and then it's not. And I know a lot of us may find ourselves in places where we have prayed for either a person or a situation or our marriage or a child, or we all have situations that we have been praying for or crying out to God for, or we prayed for a long time for God to answer in a certain way. And he didn't. Mm-hmm. And so this season, I think, is also about a time of, I know there's some things that I've been praying for for a while, but after a while, you just kind of get defeated and give up. And you're like, I'm tired of praying. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think I've prayed, I think I know how to pray, and I still don't see you moving. So 
maybe for those of us that are in a situation where we feel like we are continually crying out and not seeing anything, this 40 days is a chance to also use some of the prayers and for the family, whether it be the victory in Jesus prayer or the warfare prayers or all the different prayers that we find in this book to really hone in and focus on not God, give me the solution to my problem. Because I don't think anyone on Friday when uh, at, at Jesus's crucifixion could have said, Oh yeah, no worries. No problem. Let's just put him over there. And three days later, he's going to come back to life. They, that is not what they were expecting. Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes when we're praying, we're trying to pray too much to give God the solution Versus saying, God, will you show up in a creative way? Will you, you, God loves the word impossible. Will you do the impossible in this situation and spend this 40 days leading up to Easter of focusing in on who God is and just proclaiming who he is and that our victory is in him over whatever these situations are that we find in our life and allow God to be God and just wait to see what he's going to do. Because his idea of Easter was spectacular and far beyond anything that we could have made up. Um, mm-hmm. And so what if these 40 days were spent in the uh, victory in Jesus or the, when you don't know what to pray, which are prayers that are focusing in on proclaiming God, this is who you are. And will you show up in all of who you are for me? So, I mean, we've given you several different ideas of things you can do and, and God may speak to your heart, something totally different, but it's just an encouragement we have this kind of written into our church calendar that the next 40 days are a time of being set apart, of focusing in, of uh, some people give up things for Lent. So denying yourself something in the flesh so that you can focus more on the spirit, whatever God leads you, we just want to be intentional because if I think if you don't plan for it, it just doesn't, naturally happen. So kind of spend some time with God and ask him, what do these next 40 days, I want to know you deeper. I want to know you more. How do you want me to use these next 40 days? As we bring our conversation to a close today, I'm also reminded of another thing going on in our world. This podcast is releasing on Thursday, February 23rd. And it was about a year ago that the war in Ukraine started. And Elizabeth, I know you have some dear friends who have been deeply impacted by the war in Ukraine as they are in Romania and other parts of Eastern Europe. So Elizabeth, why don't you give us an update on that situation? Yeah, I mean, it, it's first, it is mind boggling to think in some ways it's been a year and this, mm-hmm. this war is still going on. In other ways, it feels like this has been going on for a lot longer than a year. Um, I remember when uh, the invasion first started a year ago and um, knowing how close Ukraine is to Romania, my first concern was for my friends, my dear friends, Adi and Flori Stanchu, who have been ministry partners of mine for almost 30 years now um, and their safety in Romania. Um, And as I reached out to them, I was just so blown away with how quickly Adi and Flori had networked with about a dozen other churches and were already responding because as the Russia invaded Ukraine, almost 2 million refugees started flooding out of um, Ukraine and into uh, Romania just to get to somewhere that would be safer. 
and um, they have been right there with us. And and at, shortly after I knew Audie and Flory were trying to find food and shelter and try to organize and help and whatever, I sent an email out to our base on our devotional and kind of explained the situation, what's going on. And I thought, you know, maybe we'll raise a little money, you know, for them, whatever. And um, it's just the outpouring from people who are a part of the father's business has been truly amazing. We have raised in the past year over a hundred thousand dollars. And all of that has gone to uh, humanitarian aid, to um, counseling, to providing apartments uh, and shelter. And, and they're also um, taking vans of equipment that they cannot get in Ukraine right now. Mm-hmm. And they've been doing this for a year of vans of medical supplies and foods and other things. And so they have created a beautiful network of churches in Romania rising up to take these people at first into their homes. Cause at first, I mean, when this started, we were like, how long is this going to be? Two weeks, four weeks, six weeks. No one expected it to be this long. And most of the refugees that came into Romania were women and children who left their husbands behind to fight in the war. And they thought, you know, we'll just wait it out here for a couple of months and then it'll be safe to go back home. And now there's so much destruction in Ukraine, even if the war ended tomorrow. A lot of those people don't know when they'll ever be able to go back. And so imagine overnight having to be taken from your country to another country. You don't speak the language. Um, A lot of the Ukrainians don't speak English. So there's not even a common language that they can get to to together to in order to understand one another. Um, So Adi and Floria have said that uh, Google Translate has become a great tool Mm -hmm. as they've been able to help families put down some roots because they don't know when they're going to be able to go home, how they've gotten their kids into schools or, and they have found some people that do speak Ukrainian and Romanian to be translators. And, and so while I have not sent an email update out uh, in the last couple of months, cause there's just been a lot going on family wise for us. Um, we are still continuing as money comes into the father's business designated for Ukrainian refugees. We are still sending that money over to Adi and Flory and they are every month, sometimes twice a month taking uh, aid into Ukraine. We had a, interview that I did with Audie several months ago um, that we hope to be able to release. So you can hear some of the story from Audie, but they also, when they started, didn't know, like, they're like, we see a need. We're going to be the body of Christ to these people who are in need. And it's been a year and they're still caring for those people. So it's been a really an amazing uh, journey to be on. And, and just, I'm so grateful that God knit my heart together with Audie and Flory so many years ago, so that when the need arose, we were ready to be a part of impacting the lives of so many people over there in Ukraine. Well, thanks for that update. I'm glad to know that we are still sending resources to them and, and helping helping Audie and Flory, because I'm sure that, that there's a lot of people there that still need it. And um, as we've talked through these things today, there's a lot of needs. There's a lot of hurts and there's a lot of needs that we all have um, going on in our lives. And so um, I just, I pray right now, I pray, come Holy Spirit, into our deepest need and give us a fresh revelation of you. I want to thank you for listening to the Father's Business Podcast. Check us out at thefathersbusiness.com or follow us at thefathersbiz on Instagram and Facebook.